Greetings, hello, and welcome everyone to another episode of Cosmic Crit. My name is Tyler. I play a Dross, and I get to welcome you to episode 52. It was a fun episode. I really enjoyed recording this one, and the crew got to learn a lot about what's going on in this little adventure. Well, the crew did. A Dross, really, not so much. Severe amounts of whoosh going over his head. But before we get into the episode, I do want to issue a quick reminder about the fan challenge that's going on through September and October. It's the Shipbuilder Challenge, and we are challenging our fans to build the Tier 1 starship that the new crew in Season 2 will start with. So build a Tier 1 starship, give it some history, give it some oomph, give it some pizzazz because the ship is as much of a character as anybody that we're going to make for season two so we're very excited to see what everybody comes up with we love these fan challenges and everybody is always uh, surprised at how creative people can be but that's enough business let's get to the fun stuff because it's episode 52 neck trap last time on cosmic grit we descended to the surface of the ancient jungle planet and are accosted by a deadly, deadly jubsnuff. A jubsnuff appeared and tried to eat us with both its mouths. Being on the receiving end of Arcing Surge isn't as fun, let me tell you. You don't say! We're coming to get you, Null Nine! Welcome to a jungle, it's our favorite place to play. Learn to roll survival checks or else you'll lose your way. We are the party that will fight every jump snuff. If you've got an side, then this fight's gonna get rough. Jungle, gain of the 12 jungle, watch us bring down. No, 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 <laughs> you, know, you, know it's, you know it's 50 seconds total right you know like, in fact i may just yep. i may just like 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 put in strategic spaces and let that be the whole intro <laughs> i mean episode commencing in three two one episode initiated greetings voyagers through the cosmos and welcome to another thrilling adventure on the planet of the cosmic crits I'm walking away from my downed spacecraft through the untamed wilds of monkey land. My name is Patrick, and I'm your GM, your general monkey business chief here on the podcast. And today, the crew crash lands on the world of primates. That's right. We're going ape flame for the planet of the apes. Join me are my five fellow astronauts and castaways slash cohorts here on the podcast. And I'm going to introduce them to you right now. To my left, Charlton Hessen just can't seem to keep his shirt on. It's true. Playing Mac Feldspar. You blew it up! Damn you, you blew it up! To his left, Dr. Randus, Dr. Randus. Oh, oh, it's your bird playing, Dr. Randus. 147. Get your paws off of me, you damn dirty GM! <laughs> Across the digital table, a primate riding on horseback into the distance. It's Miles playing Rami Quindar. Oh, you know what they say? Human see, human do. To his left, take your stinking solar weapon off me, you pronking dirty solarian. It's Rebecca playing Alindra Vallis. It's great to be here. And finally to my right, it's a giant statue with its head stuck in the sand. It's Tyler playing Adros Veranis. Are those space balls coming out of her nose? Oh, Fleem, there goes the planet. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> really? Every time, Tyler. Every time. 
Boom! That's another stellar week. <laughs> Patrick, I'll send you that uh, that record scratch sound effect. Why are you Why are you here, Tyler? <laughs> why do I save you for last? Is a real. I love it. Oh, it's the it's the best. Oh boy! Hey everyone, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, Fifty one episodes of Cosmic Crit so far. You guys ready to make it a cool even fifty two? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What happened last time? Uh, we fought a bunch of things with mouths. Mm-hmm. We did. There was mouth. a. You did mouth stuff. Yeah, lots of mouth stuff. Yeah, yeah. I found that Gavin Rockstell was correct. <laughs> Nothing hurts like your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All this stuff will hopefully get cut. Um, yeah, we came down to Castrovel too, and uh, we're exploring. <laughs> <laughs> They're very different and have very different wildlife. Unless you want me to bring back all the, the monsters, Rincrota, and whatnot. I'm right. just saying, if the next planet the is like Eox, I'm going to sense a pattern here. Yeah, bring back the CR4 Caserix. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, the other, other 11 planets are very much like Eox. They're like barren rocks. But uh, yeah, you, you are fighting your way through another jungle, very different alien jungle from Castravel. This one is, is one of these planets circling the 12 suns in the ancient Kish Gate. And you guys destroyed this massive jub snuff. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, an atrocite, this monstrous outsider aligned with the devourer, showed up and, and started attacking you. But you all survived here now. Who needs to take a 10 minute rest before we soldier on? Me, me, me. Yeah, I do too. Probably be good. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to hold off on taking a rest. You took one after the Jubbersnuff fight, correct? Yes, I took a little bit of damage this last one, but I feel like I'm... It's less than 10. I'm going to hold off. Mm-hmm. Okay. And everyone else except Adros, are you not? Nope, Adros is fine. Cool. All right. Well, yep, you can just <laughs> sit sit down by the side of this ancient destroyed road, catch your breath, you know, maybe apply a bandage or two. Yeah. And then move on. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's do it. So as you continue up the path, forest thins out a bit and you see what looks like an ancient and overgrown structure. Nearly uh, th- this this road that's nearly destroyed leads up to what is certainly the source of the power readings you got from the Drift Rider scans of the planet. It is a huge edifice that kind of time and the, the jungle have nearly destroyed. But, you know, what remains looks like a very high tech ancient Kish facility like what you might have seen back on Estimac. Hmm. You do see, as the kind of trees part, what looks like where might have been front doors had, uh, you know, as you move through the, the, the brush and these, um, the two doors uh, kind of laid blown out and blackened by some kind of explosive force. So it's just like a big open hole in the side of this building. And off to the side of the entrance there, along with some cut and burnt vegetation, you see maybe the remains of a large battle and the bodies of three small jubsnuths. So, you know, they're like 10 feet wide, but they look like perhaps the the larger one's children. Oh, Hacked, slashed, and burnt to bits. Uh, Was this a recent fight? It doesn't look like it. There's, you know, the equivalent of maggots flies on these bodies. So it might have been some time ago. Oh, I see. So like like days or weeks, but not like 100 years or something. No, no. They were killed recently. Is there any sign of what kinds of weapons killed them? If you want to make a medicine check and investigate, you can. Uh, Alindra calls Andis over. Yeah, I'm gonna go take a look at some of those wounds and see what see what happened to these jubsniths. That's the way to start. 
Ooh, uh, Patrick, that's a 42. So you have to tell me like its name and like it's like family history and like what its great granddad died of and all of that. Social this security is, number. This is Snizzlethorp. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the it. Adolescent Jubsnuth who was murdered by two sword cuts. Looks like very fine sword cuts. And definitely uh, a, a wound you have seen before, a disintegrator pistol. Uh, more acid damage. Yes. One of the um, the weapons you've seen used by Cult of the Devourer folk before. Yeah, and just looks up at Alindra and just nods knowingly. And, okay. About... Alindra understands. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> okay. And just looks up at Alindra and nods knowingly. Alindra responds with an image uh, telepathically of an accretion disc. And Andis winks. Oh, it's a weird conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And Andis whispers, don't tell the others. (laughs) You know how superstitious they get. Uh, Can I ask a question? You just did, so go right ahead. Uh, On the the Kish building, do we see any kind of signage, any, any labels as far as what this building might be? Not really. Nothing. It, it doesn't look like this was, you know, a pedestrian area, um, much like um, unlike on Isamak, where it was, you know, things had signs out front. This seems to be perhaps some kind of large military or scientific facility here on this weird planetoid in the, the gateway system. But there aren't big letters that say a secret hideout. There are not. Okay. Maybe that got blown up with a door. Who knows? Makes <laughs> sense. Moon base one. As you all continue to to walk forward past the Jubsnuth remains into the the scorched entrance to the building here, the uh, the doors you know mocked by a, a very large explosion. You see, this entrance now is just a collection of slagged metal and melted plastics. It's a, a single-story building, though the ceilings are maybe a little bit taller and the doors a little bit wider to account for ancient Kish frames. They're pretty big folk. And as you step forward, echoing through this next chamber is hideous laughter, the screeching of one of the animals that you've heard elsewhere on this planet. And, uh, yeah, just humanoid laughter. <laughs> Well, that's creepy. Something's in trouble. Uh, can't. I, think, I think that something's us. Mm. Agreed. Something else. It, Something it, also is in trouble. Is, is it? Is it dark in here, Patrick? It's maybe a little low light, but because of the huge, you know, it's like a 15-foot gap in the building that's been blown up here. Um, there's a lot of light filtering into this chamber. Do you want to move forward, see what you see? Uh, yeah. Okay. Can I roll a perception check first? You have to move into yeah where you can see oh, first. Yes, we'll do that. So move a, move ahead like 10, 20 feet, and I'll I'll tell you what you see. I'll take a point. You guys stay behind me. Moving into the chamber, yeah, it seems like there are light streaming through the the door and maybe some windows off to the side that cast um, some shadows across odd-looking furniture to the north. A few set of short steps leading up to a raised dais in the back where you see an intact set of double doors leading north. A thick layer of dust coats everything, disturbed in in the large trail, leading towards three humanoid figures in the back here. (gasps) They they are got the look of the the Cult of the Devourer, the the same armor you've seen them wear before, spiky and toothy. And there are three of them. They seem to be huddled around a, a small animal on the ground. And they're kicking at this little alien beast 
It's got three legs and a large bobble-like head on a thin neck. They laugh with each one of its high-pitched shrieks. All right. Uh, one of them turns, noticing you, and pulls out a, a blade and a gun, turning on a dime and says, Look more that want to taste of death. We're in combat right now, everybody. Oh, no. It's time for initiative rolls. Ugh. I'm sorry. Oh, no. we're, we're from the Pact World's animate, Animal Treatment Group, and we're here to stop you. You leave that thing alone. Do you have any idea how rare that creature is? Uh, Can't have you hurting it anymore. Patrick, how, how rare is that creature? Also, is it supposed to have three legs, or is it supposed to have, like, more? It, it You might have heard their screeches out in the, the jungle before. I don't know if you've been able to get a good view uh, yet, but uh, it, it does look like a, a tripod kind of creature. Mm-hmm. A, a tripodal, I guess. Is it cute? It's very cute. Oh, so it's, we it's worthy. It. It's going to kill those guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like a slug or something. <laughs> oh, good on you. Let's, let's watch uh, them. Yeah. Edros leans over to Alindra. These guys get extra death. Indeed. Right, they, got a, they got a big heaping pile of creamed death. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, All right. We are in initiative. Turn order. You see three of these cultists looking back at you. I've rolled my initiative roll, and they are going first in this turn order. And obviously one of them sees Knack first going <laughs> going up and is going to move around some of the destroyed door fragments and move right on up to him. Pulls out a, a longsword as he goes. Uh, pretty, pretty wicked looking. It looks almost like a... Um, a huge exacto blade and comes at Knack with a pyaw. Nice. What is your KAC? My KAC is 26. And flat-footed has not acted yet here in the combat. A little minus two to that. KA 24. That is a mess. I've rolled a four on the <laughs> Yes. Thank you for that lead-in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was doing math in my head as I was working. Uh, another one of these guys moves through the center of the room between some of this wreckage and goes up to Edros. Is going to do the same thing. The sword. What is your KAC? 28. Flat-footed would be 26. All right. This one is a hit and comes at you with a, a good amount of damage. I'm going to roll some D8s. Okay. That is 23 points of damage. Right off the bat, this thing slicing through your your armor, getting, getting into some of those scales, digging in. Mm. All right, and the the last one gonna hang back a little bit, move forward, pull something from his belt, and lobs it in your direction. Spoiler warning: it's a grenade. It is going to be a grenade. I need everyone except for Miles to. Uh, actually, no. If I do it right behind him, everyone, including Miles. Right. How dare you? This is not a frag grenade. Oh, no, no, no. This explodes much like some of the wreckage you've seen in the jungle leading up to this building in a fiery blast. It is a incendiary grenade. So uh, every, everyone except Miles, go ahead and make me a uh, reflex save. Alindra, watch your step. Ooh, nice roll, Andis. That's a 19 for Alindra. Uh, right, actually, I think. Uh, do you need your uh, ability to make a reaction to use that ability, Drew? I think we've talked about this on air before. Oh. But uh, hmm. watch your step. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Then it's just 17. It's a DC 16, so everyone is. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so half Joyous. damage. This 
grenade. So I've rolled a nine, so everyone just take four points of damage. So if I've got a thermal capacitor, does that mean zero points of damage? Uh, if it's uh, resistance five, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you soak it up. Soak, soak. You, you soak it up. Oh, boy. Oh, oh yeah. God. I'll allow it. It's my new judge character I've been working on. <laughs> Jeez. Watch it, counselor. That's the other one. <laughs> I'm just imagining you saying that during combat when like uh like somebody comes up to stab you and they miss and you're like that's a warning overruled <laughs> oh <laughs> I think that's how um Phoenix Wright worked in Marvel vs Capcom that's pretty good I've been oh, yeah, watching I've been watching a ton of uh, uh Harvey Birdman recently so good and they're doing the movie you know i did not know that yeah they're, they're doing a, a movie and it's going to be about harvey birdman joining the u.s justice department because uh agent seven has been made the attorney general <laughs> and they're bringing back uh uh stephen colbert is coming back to do voices and, and everybody's coming back it's gonna be great awesome like in Listening, like listening back and watching it again, I'm forty uh, percent convinced that Seven was uh, was like the inspiration for uh, the Colbert persona <laughs> from the Colbert Report. I'll allow it. That is going to be their entire turn. Couple slashes, grenade. Let's go on to the top of your guys' turn order. Knackfeldspar, top with the twenty-two. You know what? I don't like you guys. I'm gonna take a guarded step right here, whip out my hailstorm zero pistol, and you know what they say, get him! Oh, jeez. And that's a natural toot. Natural toot! That for, is a, for a 14 attack. We'll check in my notes here. That's a miss. Yeah. <laughs> that is a miss. Yeah. Taking us two Edros for oh, I'm sorry, 16, because I didn't add get him to that. If that oh. makes any difference. Oh, no, no, it doesn't. Edros oh. <laughs> for I called it. Uh, so Edras is kind of clogging the works we're 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 kind of fighting between these two slagged pieces of junk and i'm kind of blocking lindra's path so i'm going to take a guarded step to where knack just was i'm gonna hit him i'm gonna hit him real hard with a sword oh okay well if you say so let's see what the dice say before the dice say 26 it's a hit against KAC. All right, I like it. We're starting strong here with 36 points of damage. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, all right, so against this one with get him on it. Mm-hmm. 36. Ouch. That takes us to 17 in the initial roll. Andis, 147. All right, let's see. So are these uh, these fallen bits here, are they, in fact, creating difficult terrain, or is it, like, something you have to climb on? Yeah, let's just call it uh, difficult terrain. Maybe this square over here and this square over here, just kind of in the the center mass of what was like chunks of wall, the doors to this this chamber. They're all melted down and yeah, just a little wobbly, a little unstable. Okay, cool. I'm going to use my my hover skates and I'm just going to skate on over the top of them. (laughs) Uh, uh, Sort of up to the north. I'm just... Just like the cool kids on the block, just <laughs> along. Jabert, what sound do the hover skates make? That is what it says in the rule book, so I can't fault you there. Right. Yeah, right. Early 90s dance music. 
is the answer. Right. So yes. you're, you're moving to the, the, the far north side of, of this chamber. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sort of like coming up into the corner of the room to try to get uh, to try to get an angle on some of these guys outside uh, of my fun grenade area. <laughs> that's the that's the one. That's the that's the specific place I'm going to. Good. What you got for a standard? Uh, and then I'm gonna take a shot at the the Gotham fella. Okay. Back across. And this is just gonna the be uh, yeah. This is just gonna be like a straight uh, disruption rifle shot. No. No fancy, fancy schmancy stuff. Well, get him's on there, but Ooh. Uh, that'll be a, a twenty-one on the hit. Uh, that's with the get him. Yep, that is just a hit. Yes, oh. exactly what you needed. Oh man, Good job. Uh, pretty low damage, but that's a fifteen. Already, this guy's not looking too good from just two attacks. That brings us to Raimi Quindaw. All right. So uh, Raimi is going to use his X-Gen gun on the guy who has get him. Okay. Uh, so. Because he he sees this this suffering, cute little animal, and he just can't help but thinking of someone doing that to Mr. McScruffins, and it just fills him with rage. You get away from Mr. McScruffins, and this guy's like, wait, what? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, no. Oh, there, went, there went the back of Adras' head. Head. <laughs> uh, I think the critical fail deck located on cosmicrit.com forward slash critical dash fail dash deck. You look on in horror as it draws his brains splatter across the rubble on the ground. And oh, boy, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Guess what I've rolled. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, the critical fail is called mistaken target. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Submitted oh. by GM Magstack. You took, uh, you mistook one target for another in the heat of battle, so you end up targeting a random creature within 20 feet of your intended target. You get to roll again against an attack against that target. So I'm going to allow it to be any of your three friends here, Alindra, Edros, or Nack, or maybe this other guy, uh, the other uh, cultist up here to the north. Why don't you roll me a D4? I will tell you who gets hit. One, one, you hit the cult. Miles, you better roll a one. Better roll one. <laughs> yes! yes! Miles! Miles rolling two ones in a row. <laughs> so pretty, pretty useful there. So yeah, uh, you can make another attack roll against this this other cultist. Now don't right. roll, don't roll a one now. <laughs> uh, that would be legendary. Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one against KAC. That is going to be a miss. Oh, oh. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> sadly. <laughs> Roll higher than 10. Man, that could have turned that whole turn around. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. Oh. We, we ride a, a roller coaster of emotions here yeah. on Cosmic Crit. Uh, ne- next in the turn order, Lindra Vallis. Let's keep it going, everybody. Okay, so did you tell Andis that uh, this area right above me is, what is it called? Difficult, Difficult terrain. terrain. Yeah, so I can't charge through that, right? Just, just here and, and right here. Okay. These these little bits, these little nuggets are difficult terrain. Okay, oh, great. Nuggets, I'm um, so I'm going to go uh, down to the south around this guy and get in flanking position with the mm. dross, knowing that that will provoke an attack of opportunity. Okay. I, I'll roll that right now. I'll roll that all day long. Flanking buddy. We're gonna flank that uh, guy. What is your KC? 23. Um, no no mobility on our <laughs> Solarian No, friends. not on me. So I, I've rolled a hit. Let me roll some damage. Two. 
<laughs> three sevens in a row. Seven oh, on the D20 wow. and two sevens on Jackpot. the D8. Lucky me. That is 28 points of damage. Oof. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot, but you're in flanking position and you have I a standard am. action. I am. All right. So I want to use my solar weapon. Um, also, I'm photon attuned. Uh, that's a 24 or a 25 to attack. Against KAC, that's a hit. Oh, wait. Plus, it has get him on it. So even more than that. Uh, okay, um, so that's a hit. So that's going to be 35 damage. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, he's still up, <laughs> technically, but between these two juggernauts trying to cut him down and uh, a blast from Andis, this guy is already nearly dead. At the end of turn one, top of turn two, we're back to these bad boys. And this bad one boss. is indeed going to move up here to Andis. I'll try and get this hover skating fool in a, in a corner. <laughs> no, you can't catch me. I move fast like Kid Vid. <laughs> and this one's going to move around the backside of Alindra, and they're going to they're going to try and both beat up on Alindra while this one is attacking Andis. Let's do attack against Andis 147 first. Oh, oh no. 16 on the dice. That's a hit. Roll a bunch of D8. A couple D8 here. 21 points of kinetic damage, slashing, plomp, cutting through your armor. And uh, let's make, we're just going to make a, a single attack for both of these two that are on Alindra. You try to flank me, I'll flank you right back. Oh, no. <laughs> Natural ah. toots. Natural toots. <laughs> oh, what's your KAC? 23. Oh, that's still a hit, though. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Yeah. Don't get flanked by these guys, apparently. So two hits. I'll roll a bunch of D8. We'll figure out a lot of damage here. This 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 will be a big number. Okay. So tons of damage. Are you ready for the full damage amount? No. It's, Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> 44 points of damage. Woo! Two attacks. Ooh. Yeah. Level I, nine combat. How are you hanging in there? Uh not great. Okay. Uh, I've been better. But that is their entire turn, bringing us to Nackfeld Spark. All right, so Knack, uh, sensing that uh, something is going on uh, that we need to kind of buck up in this fight, uh, he has a an envoy uh, improvisation that allows him to, uh, I guess, uh, it, it's one of the enhanced improvisations, to use an RP without spending an RP until we rest. Mm. So he is going to use get him on everybody in the room. So everybody's got the plus... Everybody's got the plus two, plus two, so we'll have some extra bonus damage. And Alindra, hang in there. We're almost through this. Inspiring boost. And I am also going to add an RP to that, which is going Ooh. to add my uh, my class level, level on top of that. So that is 31 stamina back to Alindra. Wow. wow. Ooh. Wait, 32. I did Wait, that math wrong. Yeah, yeah 32. <laughs> okay, well, still, that's a lot. That's a lot done this turn yeah. from our favorite envoy, bringing us to Adros Veronis, Tyler. Guys, <laughs> guys, uh, envoys just aren't worth playing. Just You can see how not good they are in any party, so <laughs> don't play them. Every class Gosh, is broken. Dang. This game is broken. Everything is broken. Yeah, now, now, <laughs> being so, so awesome. All right. Well, I feel like uh, the best thing Adros can do is get his flanking buddy out of this flanking, their flanking buddy formation. So I flank the flankers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, we're just going to inception this. We're a so, bunch of mother flankers up in here. We're just going to get to murdering. I've got a plus two. Uh, I want to make sure this guy dies. So we're going to double attack. You got so a first plus attack. 
plus four with flanking and oh, get up. Oh, plus, yeah, plus, oh, so this is just evens. So mm. 20, I'm assuming that's going to miss. Against KAC, that is a miss, yes. Roll. Oh, okay. Roll higher than roll five on the dice, Tyler. Yep, 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 yep. I can do it. I can Second do it. Minute. I believe, I believe in myself. 19 on the dice. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Oh. Uh, a, a lot of damage here. Is that 39 points of damage? Uh, plus two from Get em. 41. Uh, yeah, that one is very dead. Yes. <laughs> Extremely dead. Uh, falls to the ground, you know, clutching at his sword, yeah. trying to get one last swipe in. And, and Dross starts kicking him like, how do you like it? You like getting picked on? <laughs> well, I mean, I think the sword was probably more efficacious um, <laughs> than your your kicks. But yes, he does not like dying. Next to the turn order, Andis 147, you got one of these cultists right up on top of you with this wicked looking sword. What you want to do? Jibber. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to uh, yeah, run away from this guy. I skate away. Skate away. <laughs> escape back. Escape back uh, further into the room sort of uh, uh, sort of behind the guy that was that was flanking with a Alindra and um, yeah. Uh, so you you can you can go there and not provoke because you can kind of get into the back of the room. If oh, you okay. Do that. okay. So, so there's a, there's you a can, little bit of space behind me. There's a little bit. Uh, it looks like maybe five feet. So you can kind of skirt around him, skate, skate around him, but um, it you know you won't be able to get more than twenty feet away from him. Yeah. Like so let's see. Mouth. 10, 15, 20, 20. 25, 30, 35. Yeah, okay, so I can get to mm-hmm. here. Okay. Yep, yeah, yep. So, so about to, well, you're in like the center of the room now, about 20 feet away from this guy, and you've got a standard action still. So. All right, I'm 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 done playing with this fool. I'm gonna uh, overcharge my gun. I overcharge my gun. Plus two to damage. Ooh. Oh, boy. Um, womp womp. It's a four eight. on the dice gonna be a miss yep sad to say but you did not get hit <laughs> moving away that brings us to Rami quindar all right so uh Rami is going to uh switch um fellas since uh edris or dross killed um his prior target and mm-hmm. is going to uh cast arcing surge at the uh cultist who is attacking andis Okay, so you're you're still back in the jungle, firing through the destroyed door. This guy's not going to see this coming, right? It, it is going to be a, behind a little bit of cover, which will give him a plus two to his reflex save. But it's going to matter too much. Let's see. What is the DC? That's 20 or half here. Okay, I rolled a 15, so he did make it. But taking half the damage, um, so 20. Points of damage. Yep. Would that be 21 with the 41 with the get him bonus? Nope. Half of 41 rounded down. Oh, rounding down. I I hope that one hit point comes back to ruin your day. (laughs) Uh, That is, that's Remy's turn. Unless you want to move. I'm okay right now. You're very hard to hit back there. I'm not going to lie. Uh, then let's go on to Alindra Vallis. Rebecca, you've only got one of these guys in front of you now instead of two. What do you want to do? Yeah, feeling inspired by both Knack and his inspiring boost and also Adras and his uh, 
halfway successful double attack. Um, she's going to also try a double attack. You didn't learn the lesson of the folly of Andros <laughs> in attacking twice? She wants to show him up, so she's going to try. All right. All right. Oh. If you succeed on two of these attacks, then it's still alive. He's definitely attacking you back twice. Fine. Whatever. All right. Uh, I'm inspired, right? Okay. Yeah. So here is number one. And that's a 20. Does this still have get him? Yeah, yes, so 20, 21 to attack. Against KAC, that's a miss. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. All right, let's try again. Just a miss, though. Oh, that's better. So that's oh, a 32 to attack. Yeah. No, the first dice roll was a 7. So the second one, 32 is a hit. Awesome. So that's going to be 37 damage. Gosh, uh, 39 Wait. damage. 39 damage because of get him. Jeez, that. Louise! Uh, it, this guy is—he's bloodied. You nearly cut him down with one attack. I don't know if two would have done it, but boy, oh boy, it would have been close. Uh, he's still up though, and it is his turn. Top of turn three. Definitely making two attacks against you because you don't <laughs> have too much left in him. Let's do that now. See what happens. Ooh. Oh boy, <laughs> a six on the dice, which basically is a two on the dice with the double attack. And as we determined before, that is a hit if he's yep. flanking. Mm-hmm. It is a miss now that he's not flanking. Yay! Yes! Yay. So can I roll higher than a six? <laughs> hey, I did. <laughs> An eight on the dice. I By I two! I think I was too shy, so well, this is perfect. Let me roll some damage dice here. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't Lucky like eight. Oh, three eights in a row. Ugh. Max damage. Ooh, boy, that is 30 points of kinetic damage. This guy is ready to down you before you down him, hopefully. And let's see, this one, the the other cultist in the room, seeing Andus run away. I think he's going to toss his second grenade. And who's he tossing it at? Okay, actually, he can hit he can hit Knack and Adros, so I think he's going to do that. Get a couple targets in there. Adros, watch your step. Ooh. Oh. Critical failure on a grenade. Uh, this is... Shorts out. <laughs> That's not how grenades work. Explodes <laughs> in his hand? <laughs> Definitely not. This is just going to go in a fun, random direction. Oh, let's get... Let's get to those rules in the Starfinder CRB. I, I, I want the listeners to know that the first grenade he threw was a two, and it still tried to do some yeah. damage. The the second one is a one. I know. Yeah, Even I if you wanna, miss with grenades. You know. I just want to have fun with a, a random uh, miss grenade. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So he drops it at his feet, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you miss with a, a ranged thrown weapon, it lands in a, a random square uh, as appropriate to the nearest target. Uh, so to determine where it lands, we're going to roll a D8 first. I'll do that. Oh no, Miles is dead. Ah. Okay, one. Roll the <laughs> one on the <laughs> D8. If you roll a one on this direction of the throw, one falling short off target in a straight line toward the thrower. So it is falling short kind of right in front of Edros, this random distance. Ooh. Maybe he'll hit himself. If Maybe he'll just be in the grenade's range. <laughs> it's very possible. Uh, I'm going to roll a D4, and that's how many squares away in the direction it lands. So, roll oh, wow. Yes. Wow. It Patrick. dropped five feet in front of this guy. Yes. 
So I just want to really quickly, Patrick has rolled three sevens in a row, three eights in a row, and now three ones in a row tonight. <laughs> you, if you're keeping score at home, everyone, I'm very lucky what... or very unlucky. <laughs> I got I to gotta go play some, some bets on some ponies tonight. <laughs> Feeling it. But oh. this one, not good for this guy. These guys are kind of like the uh, Keystone Cops. There's, there's not a lot, <laughs> a lot of uh, good coordination among them. They're dropping grenades at their feet. So first, let me make a reflex save for this guy against his own grenade. And natural natural toots! Natural toots! So he's failed against that. He's taking the full damage from a incendiary Mark II grenade and sets himself on fire. <laughs> Uh, which we'll deal with on his turn. I think I did that correctly. Yep. Uh, 2d6, and it's a d6. Burn on his turn. That's their turn. That Feldspar turn three, which you got, Drew. Oh, proc that dude's on fire. Maybe I should ah. Maybe I should try to, 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 to put him out. Get him, Hailstorm Zero Pistol, at the dude to the north. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. You don't shoot something with icicles if you want to extinguish it. That is a 23 to hit. That's a hit. Uh, for eight damage. Okay. He's he's screaming in bloody agony as he goes up. Say <laughs> with this crowd pistol, Edros Vranis, on to you, Tyler. I am in a straight line to the south of this man, but there's a little bit of difficult terrain nearby. Am I just um, outside of it? Yeah, you can you can move through there. I'm going to charge through there. Okay. So, what up? And then single attack at the end of the charge. Okay, go right ahead. I kind of kind of feel bad. This dude's on fire, so <laughs> now, mind you, <laughs> charging in Starfinder doesn't give you bonuses. It's actually worse to charge, but you've already said it, so let's roll those. Yeah. Down. Oh, I don't take the penalties because of uh, Blitz Soldier, but oh, I rolled an eight. That's gonna be a twenty-five to hit. That's a hit. Yes. Oh, thank you. Get him. And thirty-six points of damage. All right, he's also bloodied. This guy's not doing too well. And it's one four seven. You've got two prime targets, and it's your turn, Jabert. All right, is it? Are they both gotten right now? I believe just this one to the north, right? Just the one yes, to the north. Yes, just the one to the north. Okay. I just want to point out that this is turn three. Just FYI. <laughs> Fair <laughs> point. Fair uh, point. I ran. I ran away for a reason. Am I out of range? <laughs> <laughs> the warning. I mean, I can move too. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> Um, uh, all right, I'm gonna track uh, track the guy who just lit himself on fire, okay. and I'm gonna and <laughs> I, saw, I saw the I saw the ice come in to try to put the fire out, and that didn't work. So I'm thinking maybe from maybe my sonic blast can. <laughs> we're just tr we're just trying to help. We're, we're just, just trying to help. Just keep trying to match the energy types like Pokemon. Right, <laughs> we're, we're just we're the good guys here, you know. So here we go. Uh, uh, that's going to be a 23 to hit. That's a hit. All right. That's going to be 26 points of sonic damage. All right. Still up. <laughs> it's now it's been, this guy has been burnt, cut, frozen, and blasted with <laughs> sonic energy. I think you need to you know, throw in an acid grenade and uh, you've, you've completed the uh, well, yeah, double. Yeah, yeah, he took some electricity damage too. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a bad day. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's having uh, a real bad day. Let's go on to Raimi Quindar. Uh, I'm going about the to electricity. cast uh, magic missile at that gentleman. That is 13 points damage. Do some math here. Oh, boy. So close. 
so close uh. to dropping him. He's still up, though. And that brings us to Alindra Vallis. Uh, he will live to fight another day and maybe burn himself to death. <laughs> so technically, I could move and I think hit both of these guys, but I would also hit other people. So I'm not going to do that. And I'm just going to stay where I am and supernova straight from here. The guy right I next to me. Making a reflex save. Booyah. Uh, so made the reflex save. Half damage, 23? Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. They're both on their last legs. It's <laughs> turn four. And they get a chance, a small chance, to fight back. Oh, boy. Let's first do this burn damage. This guy's taken max oh, burn damage. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. <laughs> what gonna, about quick? Yeah, he's going to try and reflex to put it out and fails, fails that by, like, one. <laughs> um. <laughs> Poor guy. So he, he's still burning if he's alive next turn. Don't think that's going to happen. He is, I believe, out of grenades. I'm just going to try and make one last desperate slashing attack against Edros. Let's see, let's see how this guy does. Oh, that's yeah, that's good. 13 on the dice is going to be a hit. Let's see if he can kill you in one go. I mean, I probably not. It. Uh, 22 points of slashing damage. And this one here on Alindra is going to make, it's going to make uh, a couple attacks as well. Let's, let's try for it. Uh, minus four on these. Ooh, seven on the dice. That is a miss. Better than seven. There we go. There's one attack that hits a 10. Nearly minimum damage. 17 points of damage. Alindra, we're on the next Feldspar. Okay, so let me... This one to the north, really close to death. <laughs> he might die under his own cognition if, uh, if the burn keeps happening. Get yeah. mine. Uh, Knack is going to run up here. Mm. Uh, and you know what? He's going to listen to Alindra and get him on the uh, cat to the southeast. And, and fire his Hailstorm Zero Pistol one more good time. Three on the dice. That's a 17 to hit. I don't know that that's gonna. No, happen. that's gonna be a mess. Edros for all this. Do you wanna? Do you wanna take this guy out, or do you want the fire damage too? <laughs> he just is gonna kind of lean in and go. This is why you don't abuse cute three-legged animals. <laughs> and then he's gonna <laughs> chop this dude in half. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, only two-legged animals are cool to kill. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you always leave a note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this uh, attack on. Yeah, 28. Cleaved in two. He's dead. Yay. <laughs> uh, then I'm going to spend a, I'm gonna spend a move action to move into flanking position. Oh, hey. <laughs> Andus, one, four, seven. Back to you. All right, I'm going to track this fool, and I'm going to overcharge on this shot. Uh-oh. Here uh -oh. we go. Uh, that's a 25 to hit. Hit. Sorry, 23 to hit. Also hit. Where <laughs> <laughs> are my D-sexes at? Uh, that'll be 38 on the damage. He had 23 hit points left. He's very dead. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out of combat. All right. Alindra runs over to the three-legged animal to check on it. Uh, yeah. Ignoring the fact yeah. that she is dying herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After yes. you've uh, dealt with these three, it kind of uh, shrieks away from you. You know, it's bloodied, bruised, maybe shaking violently. Make me a survival check. See if you can try and calm this critter down. 20. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you might be able to 
telepathically connect with it, put your hand out, show your your open palms. In in this game world, this is called a Valsasha, and it calms down to an approachable state and kind of, you know, nestles in your hand. Oh. But it, it does look very hurt. It's, it's whimpering softly. Mr. McRuffins is going to hate this thing. Can we can we try to treat deadly wounds on it? Go right ahead. Okay. I'm going to use my advanced medic med kit. Okay. Yeah, so nice. that's a 35 on the check. So that's so I add my intelligence in addition to the uh <laughs> the yeah, the amount uh back. Yeah. It, it it's, you know, back to full 5 hit points or whatever okay. it had. He put like a, a teeny adorable little neck brace that looks like it was an, an auto accident. <laughs> oh, I give it a, a cute little cartoon band-aid too. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it healed up. You know, it sends you a much nicer call, almost elated, like a, a, a trill kind of uh, and it bounces all around you very naturally curious. Like it wants to stick around by you. Anybody got a name for this three-footed weird spider monkey creature? <laughs> Do you happen to have a picture of it? I want or you of, to a, use of a critter, of a critter your like it. Imagination. Okay. <laughs> Mister uh, Trip Scuffins. No. No. Blip. Yeah, I, my my suggestion is Florp. Nah, it is florping around the place. It's That's more, why I'm calling it that. It's <laughs> more like a threep, though. <laughs> three Pete. Right, so why, now that you've uh, dealt with these guys, healed this little thing up, give me a perception check, and I'll tell you what else you see in this room now that you are in it, besides these cultists, these evil cultists. Oh, by the way, can I rest uh, for 10 minutes? Uh, Yeah, you guys have some time now to relax. So a few things you see in this room. We got some pretty good perception checks. Along the the wall, it looks like maybe three high-tech Kish light cycles kind of inverted and held against the wall in some kind of magnetic field. Taking one down, it seems to be a hover bike of sorts. Oh. Two of them seem to work, but the one closest to the door was completely destroyed in the, the blast. But these are two Kish hover bikes. Call one. Uh, yeah, behind on. door number A, <laughs> if you want door number B, uh, to the north is a hidden closet space behind some wreckage. Uh, pulling it aside, you find four spacesuits form-fitted to fit a Kishali body. And behind them, a secret compartment built into the wall. You find three triangular pyramidal devices mm-hmm. and a pistol that looks very much like Andis's disruption rifle. Ooh. A pistol. Ooh. Little little sonic pistol. It looks very much like a disruption pistol. And and uh, three of these little guys. These little pyramid structures about the size of oh maybe a, a Rubik's cube. Can I try to d- determine what they do? Yeah, give me an engineering check. All right. Can I assist? Uh, Twenty-seven. Can I assist? 27. You could, but it's DC twenty-five. Engineering oh. check. You've been around disruption weaponry enough to know that this is. Indeed, a disruption grenade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you very carefully put it down on the table. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it works off the same tech that makes your Kishali disruption rifle work. You know, taking a look at it, it looks like it explodes in a pretty wide area doing sonic damage to fools. Mm-hmm. Bye. Cool. Nice. Um, so is there the motorcycle like beyond repair right now? Or uh, one is completely destroyed. There's two that are seem fully operational. Okay. And how many people can ride on a motorcycle? Just two. 
I think this one just the one ah, yeah. hover bike. They're they're pretty light uh, light cycles. So there's no mm. light cycle sidecar. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure I just could make one. Yeah, we. I'm sure I can make one. <laughs> it might not go very fast, but like you know, <laughs> we can. I mean, if nothing else, I can build a wagon. <laughs> and in addition to that, you can you know pull these weapons off of these cultists. You find four. Mark II incendiary grenades, um, three centered long swords. What looks like uh, they each had a liquidator disintegrator pistol on them, and uh, each carried a couple of twenty charge batteries. In addition to that, they are wearing pretty beefy armor with grim trophies and weapon spikes attached. It's uh, golem forged plating armor, Mark Three. Oh, can I wait? Okay. Can I can I have Is a second it? to look that up real quick? We uh we have all the time in the world. <laughs> yeah. Is that heavy armor? That's uh that's, that's heavy armor. That's what I wear. Yeah, well, no, I think mean, you wear Mark Two, don't you? No, I according to my sheet, it's three. Oh, it's three. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. I think it's the level nine uh, version, which is appropriate because you guys are the <clears throat> uh, grenades. The disruption grenades are two D ten sonic damage, and Ooh. they have the staggered condition. Ooh, that's pretty good. There's what, three of them. What about right. that? What about that disruption pistol? The pistol is a minor disruption pistol. It does 2d6 sonic damage, range 40 feet, and has the d 1d6 boost special ability. Cool. Mm. Can uh, can a dross take one of those sonic grenades? Yeah, I'd like one of those as well. If that's okay. Yep. Yeah. And out grenades yeah. left and right. Anybody else want a sonic? I do. Ooh. And uh, anybody care about the incendiary or any of the other cultist uh, gear? I will take the incendiary grenades um, if nobody wants any. If we can divvy, we can divvy them up because what there are six of them left. There's four. There's four of them left. Uh, yeah, I'll take them if nobody wants them. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. I'll throw the rest of the weapons and armor in the null space chamber for selling later. Cool, cool. Um, you guys take a ten minute rest. Does anybody else need to burn a resolve? Uh, uh, I draw some burner. Draws will also burn a resolve. Andis got it. Yep. You ready to continue on? Let's go. I'm sorry. What what level were these incendiary grenades? Mark three or mark, mark two? two? Dos. Me. Oakley, Dokley. So to the north of this chamber, you see a set of double doors. Boop here. Who's going through? What's your guys' marching order? Uh, Adros will take point. Yeah. Andis is right behind Adros. Mm hmm. And then Alindra? Mm-hmm. Nack Ramey. I, I usually go in the rear. Yeah. As always, Ramey will be 60 feet away at all times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ramey, you actually have to come into this place in order to do damage at this point. Right. Yeah. Ramey's on the last map. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> he's hanging out with a dead atrocyte. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Close all enough. Right. Uh, so, yeah, as you um, move these double doors open... It, it does look actually like a, a sliding door and in the middle of it, like a triangular pad, pressing it down um, for just a moment, slides the door over and seems to keep it open. And as you enter inside, it is dimly lit in here. It's just the light filtering in from the, the room you're coming from. And you see a, a long corridor that runs into the, the center of this building. A few smears of grease on the ground, uh, multiple tracks 
in the dust here. And along with six different doors, including the one that you stand in right now. Long, long hallway. Where would you guys like to go? Oh, boy. We've got a lot of options, guys. Do we want to just take uh, each door as we come across it? or? Well, is there is there any obvious traffic? Like, is, is there, like, like uh, you mentioned there's a bunch of grease and, like, disturbed yeah. dust and stuff. Is it mm-hmm. in, like, one particular direction or? Can make I make me a survival, survival yeah. All right. Can do that. And uh, I also want to include in their survival check training the, training our new little buddy to sit on Alindra's shoulder or something like that. <laughs> nope, going to be a different check. <laughs> well, I think okay. it's three oh. feet tall, isn't it? No, it has three feet. Oh, oh, oh. I keep imagining it like <laughs> from pod people. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, oh, it's Knack. It's it's Knack, too. I get it. You can do magic things. It's called Evil Kid. It's it's very thin. Uh, the well, Florp. <laughs> it has three feet, and it has a longer neck than its body. So it's kind of like, you know, draft out and has like a a very kind of wobbly head, much bigger head than its body. So it is a, a weird looking creature. It's like a little bobble he, head. Oh, it's yeah, so cute. Yeah. Can he sit on Alindra's backpack? Can we make that happen? Uh, sure, sure. Right within grenade range. Got it. Um, cool. <laughs> so uh, Edros, a 30 on this survival check. Uh, yeah. You see a lot of movement going towards a couple of the doors. Mainly this, there's a about halfway down the hallway, uh, a door leading north and another one, uh, once again, about 20, 30 feet down the hall leading south. I see the most foot traffic coming from that northern door and that southern door. The others, not so much. You guys know me. I would like to go the roads less traveled to see what ancient Kishali stuff we can find before we start running into places where no people have gone. This one here to the south seems to be maybe the the smallest of these rooms because it is closest to the chamber that you just came from. This this first chamber. All right, well, let's uh let's try these two rear doors first, and then we'll move on. Rear doors? Which ones? Rear doors, as in the one you just pointed out, and the one that is next to Andis One Four Seven. Um. Okay. Which Which one first? South. Yeah, and, and this uh, will And this will push this one open and just take a peek. Yeah. Clearly, Patrick wants us to go to the one to the south, but it's up to you. Both of them don't have a ton of tracks going to them. Andis opening up the door to the north. It's a darkened chamber with low light emitting from a single monitor on the north side. A few streaks of green light merge from a window, the light outside filtering through many layers of this thick jungle foliage, which has kind of grown up and over the side of the building. There are some more computer terminals that are darkened, and in the center of the room, there's a circular platform, what looks like a large technological device attached to the floor. How far away is that computer? Is that, you know, 20 feet? A little bit further than that. You'd have to move into the room. All right. I'm going to I'm going to step in, not get too close, but I'm going to uh, reach out and touch Faith and uh and try to hack this thing at at distance. You, okay. You're just going to explode like that thing in the uh the moss <laughs> I mean, building. I've I've seen it on these Kishali computers before. I don't <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. So you're trying to remote hack with your wireless hack abilities? I mean, I mean, uh, there's there's really no reason to do that. I'm going to walk up to the computer and do it. Raymond's <laughs> going to go in there with them. Can this you be assisted? Uh, yeah, no, if you guys yeah. want to move it. There, there are no traps that you set off here yet. 
<laughs> but uh, th- th- this computer is over here to the, the oh. far north side. Uh, north and uh, let's see, Edros, Alindra, are you moving in with these nerds? Um, Alindra's going to stand in the doorway and listen over the comm units. Yeah, you, you can stand guard. It'll be fine. Okay. So, Raminak and Andis, you get to looking at this computer system. It does seem to be putting out data in the ancient Kishilin language. The operating system is some kind of very arcane outfit as well. Looks like data is being processed on time loops and according to nodal size. And in game terms, the DC of this is be up there with a tier four computer, but it's going to be a, a good deal more difficult if you do not speak ancient Kishilin. Guys, mm. guys. Which we do. Guess what next speaks? So does Raimi. Uh, Raimi, you took ancient Kishilin as well, or are you talking about the spell? Tones. I believe I took ancient Kishilin. Okay, I believe, I believe you did, because uh, we had a conversation off air about it. Yeah. Andis, you have not, but... You're also the best at hacking of the, the trio. <laughs> so it's up to you. Do you guys want to make independent roles? Do you want to aid someone? What do you want to do? Uh, I can aid Andis. Um, yeah, well, why, why don't you Why don't you hold off? If I goof this up, then then we're, we're going to want another role on this thing. Okay. I'm just I'm just worried that if, if that it might shut down if you fail. I mean, I can I can prevent. I can prevent uh, what sort I'm looking for countermeasures from oh, kicking yeah, off. Oh, yeah, that's right, because that's an so. exocortex thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, it's a mechanic trick. So nice. So I can I can I can at least do some intel on it and figure out what the countermeasures are. And so ready, won't make me that computer's check. All right, let's do it. Oof. Oh, that's a forty, a four zero, DC thirty nine. Yes! Wow! Nice. Yes! Holy moly! You hacked a computer. In a language you do not understand. <laughs> a little bit difficult. Yeah, but as you do hack into it, it does set off, indeed, a countermeasure. Uh, no, so uh, whenever a countermeasure is about to be triggered, I get to make a computer's check to try to avoid that. Right. So, it, you know, these blue triangles pop up on the screen, and it seems to be trying to activate an alarm. So give me another check and if you guys want to aid you can yeah um, yes yeah yeah that'd be helpful let's go ahead and roll those aids from Raimi and Nack first it's a 32 and both both aided very handily jeez Louise okay Ooh, that's a 36 <laughs> plus four from those two aids <laughs> needed it exactly once again Ooh, so yes. you're able to shut down this alarm seem to be rising the volume of like a, a klaxon in this facility an anti-hacking measure but yeah you've you've beat this system and now have both access to this computer and you can turn on the lights here turn on the other computers the other devices uh, is that what you want to do yeah yeah sure Play i mean video games yeah I'm, I'm i'm curious if if there's data here about what is you know what this facility does and maybe specifically what this this object in the middle of the room is so it is as you're pouring through some of the data you know pursing it out and maybe having knack or Ramy help you translate a little bit does seem to be computers that have access mainly to this facility itself but as you're you're turning things on the the central platform in the middle of the room here lights up with uh, with energy and a form begins to digitize in a light show of holographic 
digitalization, a method you last saw in the maze of ghosts back on Istamac, as a, a million points of luminosity take the form of a very proper and curtly dressed Kishali woman, not unlike some of the other ancient Kish you saw in the other holograms. She is clad in what looks like formal military, maybe some kind of scientific outfit with frills and epaulets, you know, finely detailed on the, the fringe. And yet you see some faint age lines around third eye denoting in her age. Let me, let me show you what she looks like. While you're pulling that picture up, can I uh, roll a reflex save to avoid the attack she's undoubtedly about to <laughs> lay upon us because she's a Kish hologram? Kish hologram, yeah. She's out for blood on you immediately. <laughs> so this is this is what she looks like here. And she pops up in the middle of the room. And those of you that speak ancient Kishleen can understand her as very quickly. She says, he's mad, mad, I say. A madman in holographic skin. His data latest has been corrupted and he has been raving like a lunatic about something called the Star Eater. So when I confined him within his physical memory towers, I thought that that was the end of it. But now he's out and more dangerous than ever. And while I'm stuck in here, you have to help me. There's a pause and she continues to say, uh, listen, I work very quickly. I deduce that you are all not members of that rather unruly lot because you don't wear their garb. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Right. As I was saying, he's gone bad. Programming had degenerated and he kept talking about the Star Eater. And well, I, I believe that you are here to help. And if I do believe that, then I believe you are working in some capacity against the uh, the others. Andis doesn't understand. Points their gun at the hologram. I've seen this before. I've fallen for this trick. Yes, yes. Well, thank you very much. We do not have much time, so um, I need you to help me as as soon as possible. Who can we help you with? And and who what whose programming has has gone wrong? Talking about Star Readers. What? Where can I begin? Uh, well, I am Osteth. Rather, I should say I was Osteth. Scientist, engineer, guardian of the Gate of the Twelve. Currently, I am an artificial intelligence manifesting in the holographic projection that you see before you. I recorded all my synaptic pathways along with a fellow uh, custodians into this here computer bank in order to maintain the station well past my death, which was a few millennia ago. Well, Osteth, my, my name is Znak, and, and we are here to stop a group called the Cult of the Devourer. From from taking control of, of of a massive device that your people created. Ah, uh, yes. We're here to help. What can we do to to help you stop them? Well, I should say that it all started with my malfunctioning compatriot, who is named Eltreth. Our role here is to keep this facility operational and secret. Its terrible cargo must never be found. A few centuries ago. Without warning or provocation, Eltreth's wiring began to deteriorate. He began to talk about becoming a tool of something called the Devourer. I sequestered his core into our subservers, believing this to be a degradation of his underlying code, and have operated by myself since then. I hope at some point I could repair him, but this recent turn of events has changed my mind. Well, the, the Devourer is the being that, that this cult worships, so uh, I don't know whether it's a, a degradation of code or some sort of outside influence on his programming. Yes, but. yes. A few days ago, these evil cultists and their spiky guard raided the facility. Some beings were like you all, though some were nothing more than dark shadows. These raiders identified themselves as the Desperate Hunger. Their leader looked uh, looked like this one, and points at Andis. 
They, they call themselves. The gun back at him. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> she called herself Null Nine. They seem to be worshiping death, disorder, carnage, and chaos itself as they bombed their way inside the facility and killed a number of helpless Jubsnuff young outside. As quick as a whip, they'd imprisoned me here and unleashed Eltrath. I placed a roadblock or two in their path, but they are still en route to being able to unlock the stellar generator, which is why I'm trying to speak as fast as I can. Table talk for a second. Mm-hmm. This. They, this uh, being mentioned, the other being talking about the Star Eater. We were at the Star Eater spine at a certain point in this campaign, right? Another name for the Devourer itself. Okay. A black hole that eats stars. Yes. This hologram seems very hurried. What other other questions you guys got, Miles? Uh, you Do, yeah. So, speak this language. Do you have any idea where Null Nine was headed from here? Well, there. You see are a, a number of autonomous repair and defense robots throughout the facility, and I was able to upload many uh, with an independent thought programming into their matrices before Eltreth dominated them under his control. I believe they were using these and were leaving this facility to go to one of the other elevens under Eltreth's suggestion before I was locked in here. In addition, I sent out an electromagnetic pulse to the station's control console, frying it completely. I believe this would ensure the demiplane containing the stellar degenerator is inaccessible for at least the time being, but I believe that Eltreth might have known this and sent these cultists to one of the other planetoids to seek a replacement control console with which they can repair this one and open up the demiplane. You said that uh, that they had taken over the other uh, androids. Is there a way to, uh, I guess, uh, combat that programming? Is there a way we can overthrow uh, their programming over the other androids? Um, that is unsure. It is very difficult. But if you are able to contain Eltreth and perhaps free me and, and lock him in, in the same subroutine, then we might be able to shut them down. Uh, for, but, you, for you, are you not free at the moment? No, I cannot leave from this container, uh, this holographic container, as Eltras have locked much of my subroutines out. I cannot access the computer banks here, for instance, that you are able to do so uh, with digital manipulation. How can we free you? Um, so yes, free me from this console. I'll be of more help. Can't do it from here. You'll have to get to the physical access. The sequestering subroutines located in the main operation. Uh, she pops up a digital holographic map in, in front of her and it shows the facility and you can actually see there's a couple more buildings to the north, a small one to the south and a very large one to the southwest corner and like a little red blinking dot shows up there. Uh, this should start in, in this computer system, a rapid interchange programming inside my core, releasing my bonds. I caution you, though, Treth is free and might have laid some nasty electronic countermeasures in your way uh, of doing this. Can we make a copy of this map that she is giving, showing us? Uh, sure. We'll do that. Uh, do you have a language subroutine that we can uh, that we can transfer to our Android compatriot here? So yeah, I mean, she, she like closes her mind for a moment, and then uh, you see the computer displays, you know, just start populating, translating immediately into common, uh, and then she starts speaking in common as well. It's like, I'm sorry, I was speaking so quickly, I forgot to try and access your own dialect. But uh, I, I have been hearing m many of these desperate hunger saying things in this this tongue that you speak. Andis, do you, do, are you are you with us now? Can you can you understand what we're what we're saying? Well, yes, yes, I can understand what, uh, what so, she's saying now. Everything else was Greek to me. 
but ah, <laughs> uh, the aliens, the Greeks, <laughs> space Greeks. <laughs> you know, space um, Greek. Yeah, so I mean, if you get, if anybody has any questions, uh, I'm sure Nack and, and Remy can can fill you in on what's been said so far. Yeah, we do. Any other questions? Uh, are there? Are, do you know of any uh, caches of valuable, uh, let's say, weapons or anything that we can use that we we are familiar with with Kishali technology, uh, and we know that some of it is much more powerful than what we, uh, you know, newer newer races have. Is there a ca- uh, any cache of that that you know of that we should go th- and and get access to in order to help us in this quest? I mean, she, you know, in 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 fewer words, <laughs> faster than I'm saying it right now, points to the weapon that Andis is, is holding and, and says they, they don't even have anything that powerful uh, as a uh, disruption rifle here. But, you know, this was mainly a scientific center um, to to control the the gravitational um, waves that you, you saw um, that seem to be shooting into the center of the, the gateway. I apologize. I'm receiving this information secondhand, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but did you mention something about a controller in this room that controls the stellar degenerator? That is elsewhere in this facility, but yes, they they Uh. burnt... I burnt out the, the console, uh, so they would not be able to access the demo plane. But unfortunately, the, these computers do not have access to that subroutines. It is in the operations control room, marked I here see. on the map. I see. What's but it's but it's disabled right now. Yes, uh, okay. I was able one last act of sabotage before my subroutines were locked here. But I, I fear that the the these cultists will be able to uh, procure a replacement. We already know that they have almost completed getting a replacement we intercepted a message from no nine to a compatriot that we have since put down saying that she had her workers already taking care of some control device they'll probably be back and trying to repair this whatever it is very soon my 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 you cannot let that happen you must we, we must figure out where they are and you must stop them it sounds yeah, like it sounds like we need to stop them but we also need to free you so that you can assist us uh, it give you full access to the system again. Yes, yes, I would like that very much. Honestly, I feel like that's the next step. Andis, I think all of those things are in the same room, right? Yeah, m- most everything. But uh, Andis, did you have a question? Yeah, tell me, do you know where the cultists have gone? Uh, I, I do not. I, I think that under Eltreth's command, they might have gone to any one of those other controller planetoids. But I fear that it was my pity on allowing his programming to go uncorrected that allowed them all to access this facility. This is my fault for long ago, centuries ago, he sent out a long-range communication to to one of these perhaps cultists that studied it purposefully, an elven woman named Nyara. If, if you have any other ideas on how to stop them, I'm all ears, but these these beings seem hell-bent on destruction and chaos. Nyara knows. Nyara knows. We're familiar with this person. Well, as I said, that was 200 years ago, but perhaps that has come back to haunt me now. I think we need to get to the control room. Yeah, there's a couple right. of there's a couple of spots in the way I want to want to stop in just to to make sure there's nothing else that we can can't find to to help us out in this. But yes, we'll go. But 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 hurry! I, I feel every moment that passes is of the utmost importance. So that door that she has marked on your map is second down the hallway and then there are three others here that you've been in what would you guys like to do 
So we know that there that this that this was marked on our map. That this is not a room that anybody's been in. And um, it, that people have been in here. There's not as much foot traffic through the the dust that Ed Ross is able to to tell. It's mainly these two doors in the the center. I don't know. I yeah. kind of want to go in here first just to see what we can see. Fine, do it. Yeah, sure. Sure. Just pop the door open. Take a look. Hit the door control. Okay. Remy, you coming along for a fun voyage? Yep. Everyone's back in the hallway. <laughs> ah, I caught us! Oh, wait, that door hasn't <laughs> opened yet. So, Nack, if you look at the uh, digital map readout that Osteth gave you to, the, this small room is called Robotic Command Terminal in, in ancient Kishali. And as you open up the door, you see a small room illuminated with panels and screens on the walls showing what looks like schematics of the building, other large series of, of structures within the planet's core. A circular pattern in the center of the room lights up, and a large holographic figure of a well-dressed Kishley male shows up clad in white robes. It moves its hand along the walls, making small little red dots in the schemata move along the, the corridors and pathways. And in common, he says, Why, why greetings there. Uh, thank the first cause that you are here. This planet has been invaded by lunatics. I, I trust you are here to, to help, are you not? Of course we are. Uh, and may I ask, are you uh, Eldrith? Uh, Eltreth, yes, but, but please come in. I fear you are in great danger. Uh, they have taken over this facility and could be upon you in a moment's notice. Can I sense motive on Eltreth? Please do. And I would like to add my expertise. <laughs> I'd like to add my expertise down to this. <laughs> to your natural 20. <laughs> yeah, so that is a... <laughs> that's a... Uh, 41. All right, so he's cloyingly kind of like gesturing you into the room he's like please please come in come in please maybe a bit too earnest or a, a, a bit too eager, um, eager <laughs> to uh, to get you into the room what do you want to do uh not go into the room uh, can i roll perception to see if i can see any particular traps or anything he might have set up in the room uh please do let's <laughs> say 34 <laughs> perception DC 33. Yes! You can tell that all of these computer monitors and things in here are humming with electricity. Some kind of, you know, massive computer uh, electronic countermeasure. And stepping into the room, you would have been zapped by no, this gentleman. No wonder Patrick wanted us to go into this room so much. You guys, you, guys at, you guys at home didn't see that. He was like, hey, there's this room to the south that you can go into that nobody's gone into. Make sure you go to this room to the south. Oh, there's a room to the south. Yeah, Andis walks over and shuts the door. <laughs> Says, let's go check this other room now. <laughs> yeah, bump that room. Uh, and Knack, just to be on the safe side, says, Cult of the Vowel rules! And then closes the door. <laughs> okay. Uh, y- you hear a hideous laughter side the you know light disappears right before the the door closes the hologram disappears as well should have rolled a bluff check all right well that was a loss um we got a f- another now they probably know we're coming so this will be fun <laughs> i should say with a 34 in addition to spotting the traps you see a number of kishali technological devices in the back of the chamber one of which looks like some kind of helmet that goes on top of a Kish's head. Is there any way that we could remotely disarm the traps that he has set up in this? Like a remote hack or anything uh, like that? Yeah, o- only if one of you had the ability to wirelessly hack into something, yes. Well, oh, oh darn. 
Oh no. <laughs> Leave it, Knack. We have more important things to do. But there are there's a helmet! There's but there's stuff. There's, there's stuff and it's not held down. Uh, and it's a kish it's a kish helmet. You're not a kish. But we can we'll get fix, it later. We can fix that. We fixed so many kish helmets in the past. Yeah. How much yes, but that takes ten minutes. How much time do we spend on Istamac? I cast magic missile at the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's I, I can I can pretty quickly just attempt to hack it remotely, try to disable uh, these traps from from out here. Okay, is that what you want to try to do? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll I'll check it out real quick. All right. Yeah. So you open the door. You see all these monitors. They are indeed trapped. Give me a computer check. See if you can wirelessly dismantle them. Okay. That'd be a 38. 38. That is... I'm going to give you uh, just a little bit of a bonus here as you have already hacked some things in Kishilene. These are in the ancient Kishilene language, which is DC 39. But uh, most of them you're able to set off. Some of them explode in like a a fiery show of sparks. Uh, A few bright flashes as you do. Seems like many, many... Uh, D12 of electricity damage was quartzing oh, through them. Wow. Very dangerous. But you are able to shut down. You can. You all can can walk into this chamber uh, now that the it, it's been shut down. And yeah, in, inside you find what looks to be like a Kishali helmet in this back compartment in a wall panel and a couple of Kishali batteries. All right, I, I walk in and I and I and I grab those and I walk back out and I toss the uh, the helmet to neck and I put the batteries in my pocket. <laughs> um, yeah, these are inside a Kishley device. Uh, these batteries recharge themselves automatically uh, over the course of 24 hours of disease. What? what? Uh, I have a Kishley weapon now, too. Can I get one are of them? Are they uh, uh, 40s or 20s? Knack See? looks at everyone smugly for their insistence that we move on instead of looking inside the room. Oh, boy. <laughs> Alindra taps her foot at Knack. <laughs> right. I want to get to the killing. Um, Remy still cast right. Mess Missile. Right. <laughs> Messing that helmet up. I think these are just standard Kishley batteries. Uh, so these will be 20 charges, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, why does anybody with engineering give me a uh, a check, see if you can figure out what this helmet does? Ooh, that's a me. Can I assist in this? Sure. Do I need to assist in this? I was about to say, or we can let a 43 stand on its own. Is that what you got, Shepard? That's, yeah, that's what I got. Um, in game terms, this is called a sovereign helm, and the four metal clasps attached to this long helmet poke out of the crown, and the apparatus is held over the head of a smaller medium living creature for a minute. The bands of energy pulsate along the side and then kind of clasp down, start to burrow painlessly into your cranium. After another full minute, the appendages become embedded and the helm begins the 24-hour process of rewriting a neural pathways within a subject's brain. And it's removed, you have to start this over. But what it does, it is a kind of a, uh, an augmentation more than just like a worn item. It acts as a brain system augment once it has fully rewritten your neural pathways. It allows you, as a standard action, to attempt to assert control over a single construct with the technological subtype that you can see within 60 feet of you. It must make a save, and on a failure, it stops what it's doing and can only do what you command until the end of the next turn. Mm. Um, So you can tell it to stop, move, attack, basically turns um, constructs with the technological subtype 
if they fail the save into like a little mini drone for you. Mm. Andis grabs the helmet back from Nack and takes it and tosses it back into the room and then shuts the door and says, nah, it's nothing. It's just a hat. <laughs> <laughs> a very, very expensive hat. It's a it's a fancy hat. It's it's weird. Yeah, you, you don't want that. It's nothing. Let's just let's just check out this other. Let's let's just keep moving. <laughs> well, I was actually going to say Andis is a roboticist, right? Doesn't it make sense? Is Andis going that? back to the room afterwards to take it for <laughs> themselves? No, 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 no. Andis is an ex-slave. Uh, that's not okay. Oh, like, that's uh, true. That's true. You, you, do, not, you do not have the technological subtype. You have the humanoid subtype. Uh, this would work on, say, security robots inside the facility. I don't just okay, then I go back there. in. And I, I go back in and I get it. And I, pick, and I pull it back and I'm like, I'm just kidding, guys. I was, I'm a real joker. Uh, I tell them what it does. Uh, yeah, does anybody want to start the process of having these things dig into your cranium? Is, is there a check or is there just a DC to it? Uh, it is a standard action to try and take over a, a construct, a, a robot, and they have to make a will saving throw. The construct does, and that Will saving throw is equal to half your level plus 10 plus your key ability score modifier. So basically anyone can use it. Hmm. I've got a similar ability. So if somebody <laughs> else wants to use this. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I, Knack thinks that because of his lack of combat ability, that might be something that he can do as part of a turn that doesn't involve dealing a significant amount of damage. Sure. So Andis, Andis puts it down on Nack's little bitty head and says, this might pinch for a few hours. Pushes the button. Is that something you want, Drew? This isn't the new hat I wanted. Ah, I told you it was fancy. It's too fancy. Is it at least yeah, no. stylish? Ah. It, it hurts like uh, the Dickens for a bit. But um, yeah, the, the energy bands begin to, to pulsate it's painless for the the rest of this time and it's just kind of sitting inside your your cranium it is going to take some time to rewrite your neural pathways so uh, 24 hours let's put it on the clock <laughs> Alrighty, so moving on into this third southern door now you guys who's going in first uh dross can go in first he likes to lead through doors Excellent. And we got Can we check for traps before we go in? Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I mean, the door, no traps. I'll, I'll give you that one for free. <laughs> Which Yay! What we see here. So the door here opens up into a raised platform overlooking a room lit by glowing and humming electronic displays. All these computers turned on. The monitors flicker between station schematics and Kishley computer readouts. The shadows between these monitors flicker as if they had a life of their own. And you see the faint outline of a circular uh, raised dais on the eastern edge of the room. Tyler, as you move in into the chamber, your, fis- your, your vision fades and wham, you are hit with a wave of negative energy, slowing your heart. Your arms begin to weigh you down. A save here. Pretty save important fortitude save. Okay. It's my best save. I roll the two. Mm-hmm. That's, a natural, that's, a, that's a natural two. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not as fun to say it in this situation. Are, so you, are you still wearing your 
Mount Neil skin jacket. Oh, 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 sweet Saren Ray. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you okay. want to reroll right now? Yeah. I learned my lesson when I did not reroll <laughs> <laughs> against uh, 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 Zavala. So um, I will Zavala. go ahead. Zavala. <laughs> Zavala. <laughs> all right, all right. Rerolling. Go ahead and make that roll now. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Please don't roll two twos in a row. <laughs> okay, that's a little hey, better. That's not a two. That's a 10. Mm. So a 21 altogether. You are hit with a massive ray of dark energy coming from this eastern dais and begin to slow your your arms hurting oh. feeling exhausted but it bounces off some of this <laughs> this magic eel skin you're wearing yes. yeah! saving you only giving oh. you the fatigued condition just fatigued okay. now but okay. in the uh, on the edge of the room a number of dark shades move forward it's like the ones you fought on board the singularity with a a huge one in its center mama shade <laughs> mama shade she points directly in in your direction edros and says to be continued no! <laughs> yeah that's what happens <laughs> Dang. And yeah, that's what she's... next week's fight is going to be lit. I cannot wait. <laughs> or not lit because they're shadow creatures. Right? It's going to be unlit. Uh, yeah. It's going to be dim. Yeah. It's going to be very dark. Right. <laughs> that's episode 52. Ty Edros is not dead. <laughs> Woo, that was... What was that? What was that? Oh, don't you worry about that. <laughs> no, I'm extremely worried about it. <laughs> it's an evil high-level spell uh, full of um, necrotic energy. Just, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find yeah. out more about if, that next if you, week. If you had failed that will save, you would have gotten candy. So yeah. It was a fourth save. Also, also, you would have also you would have gotten to know what the uh, what the spell was. Yeah, uh, that's exactly. true. That's Maybe. true. I should, I should, I should, I should not to reroll. Maybe. Oh yeah, no, thirteen on the dice would have been a fail. <laughs> Uh, we will find out next week all the fun abilities that are coming your guys' way as we start next week with the combat, which I love. Until then, uh, let's wrap up this episode as you're moving through this facility, Kishali facility. We'll figure mm. out we still got about half of it left to uncover. Thank you guys for playing with me. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank let's you. wrap it up by saying good night, everyone. 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 Good night, everyone.